I'm Brett Boone from the Brett Boone Podcast. Every week we look at the state of Major League Baseball, which teams are exceeding expectations, which ones are struggling to meet them. Follow and listen to the Brett Boone Podcast on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's your boy Guru from Stani and Guru, noon to three, right here on 95.7 The Game. Now back to my two guys. I actually feel like I do a show with them on the changeover, Willard and Dibbs, right here on 95.7 The Game. Wow, actually, uh, it's Willard and Madsen. So uh, Dibbs is off your list, Madsen's on. Uh, no, Dibbs called in earlier. Uh, Madsen in for Dibbs all week. Willard and Dibbs, how you doing? We'll get back to your calls here in a second. want to play you some Slusser. I just saw this, though. This will be fun. And uh, we can also test Jake to see if he can find game show music. And if you can't, don't worry. It's the holiday week. It's, it's all good. But uh, Danny Emmerman, who covers the Giants, um, he put out the current Giants depth chart with each player's projected war for the 2023 season. Oh, boy. For context, an average full-time player in the bigs, an average full-time player, is roughly worth two in terms of war. A two. That's an average full-time player. Mm -hmm. Of the entire Giants' current projected roster, this is pitchers and position players, how many of those players do you think have a projected war of two or better. Thank you, Jake. Position players? And pitchers. Oh, and pitchers. And pitchers. Okay, Logan Webb definitely does. That's one of them. He's a three. Okay, I'm giving Logan Webb. Uh, I'm going to give you Ross Stripling as well. He's really good last sorry, year. Sorry, 1.4. Mm, okay. Sorry, sorry. Okay, not Ross fine. Stripling. You get three strikes, that's one strike. Okay. Again, four total players. On the current projected roster. Okay. Uh, give me Tyro Estrada. Tyro Estrada, 1.9. So sorry. Oh, Very brutal. good guess. He has a 2.7. That is strike that. number two. Jock? Jock Peterson over there in the DH area, plus left field. Even if you combine the two, oh, no. comes to 1.7. I'm so sorry. That's three Dang. strikes, and the Willard family now has a chance to steal. And they're looking at the answers. And they have the answers right in front of them. So they will say Brandon Crawford at 2.1. He's now your starting shortstop. Okay. Mike Yastrzemski, your starting center field oh. at 2.1. Okay. And the other pitcher, the highest projected war on the team, goes to Alex Cobb at 3.1. Hey, man, I don't make the graphics. I just read them. I just read them. We could have sat here and guessed all day. (laughs) I would have gotten to Yaz. Yeah. If you would have given me 10 guesses, I definitely would have gotten to Yaz. You would not have gotten to Alex Cobb. I would have gotten to Brandon Crawford. Yep. You would not have gotten to Alex Cobb. You could have given me... I would have guessed (laughs) Pirates. You forget. Before I (laughs) Before I guess, you're like uh, Correa. Uh, yeah, I would have just. I, I would have start. I would have started guessing old Rays yeah. pitchers. I'd have been like, like Scott Casimir, yeah. Jeremy Hellickson. Alex, Alex Scott was a good pitcher. He, and, he, he was. He's a good pitcher. Yeah. So yeah, they've got all. And the, apparently, still is. Yeah, got all these starters, and uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how this what actually was plays out. Last year? Um, and yeah, he he had some bad luck numbers and whatever, but he he, he was. He's pretty good. He's very viable. That's that's for sure. So 
couple things. He was a 3.7 war last year. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, underrated for sure. So check this out. Um, Lubman sent me this uh, a little bit ago. So a couple things on Brian Reynolds, the former giant farm uh, farmhand who was traded in the, uh, the McCutcheon deal, has become a very, very good player for the Pirates and has publicly requested a trade. Two things. One tweet went out earlier that the Yankees are calling the Pirates on Brian Reynolds, but that's considered unlikely because what the Pirates really want is frontline minor league starting pitching. And the Yankees farm system is largely made up of position players at the top. Okay. So who's got a pitcher that they want to give? Obviously the Giants would. His name's Kyle Harrison. I'm sure the Pirates would love that. I bet the Giants are like, nope. Definitely not going to do that because he's literally one of the few things we might be able to do to save our fans this year is bring up a young, exciting player who may well be ready by April or May. Yeah, go ahead. But they're so good at piecing together pitching staffs. Why would you not do that? Fair, because he is homegrown and cheap. I mean, he's. they think he's going to be the next Logan Webb Plus. And they've always said you do need that. So okay. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm no, telling totally, you how they totally. would answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So then this comes from J.P. Morosi. If the Pirates trade Brian Reynolds this offseason, they're looking for at least one top starting pitcher to headline the package, and they mean that out of the minors, not necessarily the pros. So he actually names two players, such as Bobby Miller, that's the Dodgers organization, or Ricky Teterman, that's the Blue Jays organization. That's not a real player. Both of, <laughs> both of them rank among the top 40 prospects per MLB pipeline. So that's two tweets this morning naming three teams in the Brian Reynolds saga. None of them call themselves the San Francisco Giants. What if national media people are just out on the Giants now, too? Why would like they? The Giants be? are like, yeah, hey, we're going to do that. And they're like, yeah. kick rocks. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. Thanks, Giants. Yeah. All right, moving on. Yeah, no, very cute. Back to MLB Network and Susan Slusser talking about whether or not the Giants would move some people out of the farm. Out of the farm. Yeah, we are soundless over here. It's rolling, but it's not up. Do we have Is it, it up, guys? Pot it up. Potter up, pot him in. Let me begin. I came to hear the Susan Slusser want to win. What? The Giants made an announcement, so okay. their Twitter account does work. Okay. They traded Gregory Santos. Yeah, they traded Gregory Santos yeah. to Chicago they, they've White announced Sox it for someone we've never heard of. Yeah. What about now, Jake? Is it up? Yeah. All right. It's not making any noise. It's going. Can you play the one from Susan Slusser about the farm <laughs> system? We can do that. You play it. I can't play Maybe it. Maybe so Susan just it. didn't have anything to say. About no, like it's pl- sort of there. We go. Their, their farm system is much better. It's much improved over the last couple of years. It's still a little bit sort of middle of the road, and it depends on who you're dealing with, what they're looking for. They do have some strengths that they can deal with from the upper levels of their minors, and some major strengths going down uh, to sort of the double A level. So I do think that that's what they're going to have to explore next. But they are whatever they do, you know, unless they somehow manage to. Uh, Convince the Angels to to send them Shohei Otani. It is not going to be the big splash that they were hoping for. All right, so you know she's right. It is. It's a middling farm system. That's better than what it was. Um, this is my fear with what the Giants do next. They hear all of us. They know how angry everybody is, and so it's the worst negotiating position you could possibly be in because the rest of the league now knows 
that, and I think they knew this already. I think Scott Boris knew this already with the Correa deal. But now it's even more true. The Giants are going to be desperate. Desperate to do something with name value, and that's when you get yourself in trouble. That's what the Lakers did over the last few years. Russell Westbrook. Like, give me the names, give me the names, give me the names. And, and you put yourself in a really, really bad spot because the Giants now are going to be sitting here going, we've got to do something to save face, give something to our fans, and that's how you make a bad deal. Wasn't that the Carlos Correa thing a little bit? Yes. Like, okay, maybe it's a bit of an overpay. Totally. But, like, and nobody that, cared. Everyone's like, it's fine. Overpay. Yeah, we, there was a celebration, a citywide celebration. Yeah, but the problem with that is, and, and I still Man. I laugh when people don't understand this because, oh, it's an overpay. It's too many years. All of that stuff. Nobody cared because at the end of the day, at least for the foreseeable future, you got a really good baseball player. Like, I, oh, but he's never hit 30 home. Stop. Right. Carlos Correa is a really, really good baseball player in all aspects of the right. game. Gold, platinum Glover. Gold and platinum Glover. Athletic and, shortstop. And this is where he's going to move to third with the Mets. And Scott Boris said he's excited about that because he feels like he'll be able to bulk up more than he was able to. So he's going to become a better athlete. Boris actually said he's definitely, he was always going to move to third base at some point. Right. So again... He's pulling the A-rod. It furthers the phone call I make if I'm Brandon Crawford. Hey guys, what the hell are you doing? Right. What are you doing to me? Right. Like, I don't know. Could you not kick me in my butt on the way out the door? I think they're kicking him somewhere else, but... (laughs) All right. Just watch Carlos Correa play baseball. Yeah. 888-957-9570. Thank so you again good. to Harry in South City. Bought two of the uh, the new DPOY sweatshirts on 957thegameshop.com. You should go check them out. They're, They're really, really good. Go check them out. Um, 957thegameshop.com. All right. Do we have, uh, is it Guru and JD today? Yes. I think. All right. Guru and JD are going to jump in here. Got time for some more of your calls. If you want to scream about Correa or anything else, 888-957-9570. It's Willard and Dibs, Kyle in for Dibs. Hi, I'm PJ Vote here to tell you about my podcast called Search Engine, voted one of the best new podcasts by Time Magazine, Vogue, and The Economist. We answer fascinating questions about business, tech, and history. Questions like, who should be in charge of artificial intelligence? Or how did ADHD medication get so popular so fast? Listen and follow Search Engine with PJ Vote and Odyssey Podcast. Available now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to 95.7 The Game. A couple things I want to address here real quick. First, um... And we don't always do this, uh, but uh, I just got a tweet from a, a very faithful listener named Jeff Porter. So I, and, and I want to address this because it's come up a couple of times when we're talking about Carlos Correa. And I personally get a little bugged when it's like reverse buyer's remorse almost, right? It's like, so this whole thing goes down and you're going to have people go, see, it was a bad deal anyway. Correa can't do this and he can't do that. He's never hit 30 home runs. I just made the statement that he is a legitimately, like a really, really, really good baseball player in all forms. Okay? Jeff hits me on Twitter, and I know some of you agree with this. 
He says, you can't say Carlos is great in all areas when he literally can't hit over 30 home runs. You're contradicting yourself. If he was great in all areas, he'd hit 30 home runs. Be better when talking someone up. Be accurate. When did you all decide? Did I miss the day that the new rule came out? You have to hit 30 home runs to be a great baseball player, especially as a shortstop? When did 23, 24 home runs as a shortstop become bad? Ryan Sandberg used to do numbers in the neighborhood of of whatever, 30, and they're literally like, we got no choice but to put this guy in the Hall of Fame practically before he retires because he's doing it out of a middle infield spot. Do you know how many people we need to go remove from the Hall of Fame if you're not great unless you hit 30 home runs per year? Do, do you get that? Like that, that is not a prerequisite, especially as a middle infielder. Yeah, and he wasn't he wasn't signed to hit thirty homers. And 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 when is twenty five home? When is that bad? Right. He's <laughs> like, oh god, what a stiff. I mean, I just don't understand it. I don't understand the brigade that needs to now downgrade who Carlos Correa is. Do you understand you're literally being a part of the mob that does the, the horrible American thing that we do, which is build them up and knock them down? Build them sure. up, build them up, build them up. Oh, my God, Carlos Correa is available. Here we go, build them up. And the second he gets $350 million, oh, he never hit 30 home runs. <laughs> now we got to knock him down because he's at the top of the mountain. I, I'm out on this. Carlos Correa is a great baseball player in every aspect of the yes. game. And every metric will tell you that. Yes. So I just wanted to get that rant off. No, that's fair. And we saw that yesterday. Somebody was like, well, Hanniger's better because he had a 39 homer season. It's like Correa hits for he's power. Not, he's not he's better. gap to gap. He has fantastic bat control. He has a great eye. He gets on base. Leader. He pops some homers. He hits doubles. He plays platinum glove defense. Like, if, you're, if, you're, I, I, if your you know. standard is 30 homers... The, <laughs> At your okay. holiday party, when the Correa conversations come up, if you want to be the person in corner 4A that's like, yeah, he not that good anyway. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're going to lose that argument. Um, and then here's the other thing, because I always try to look at everything we talk about through somewhat of a human angle. Can you imagine yesterday being Carlos Correa? No. I, I want everyone... And I guess this wasn't yesterday, this was Tuesday. Can you imagine Tuesday for a second? I don't care how much money you make. Just imagine for a second. You're, <laughs> you've gone through a week of this, and the process took much longer, but you've gone through a week of the process being completed. And you've shared this all with your family. You're getting ready for the holidays. You are moving for the rest of your life, professional life. You're moving to the Bay Area. And the whole family comes out, put on nice clothes, and get ready for a press conference. That has been discussed for weeks. It's now a reality. You're ready to put pen to paper and go meet everybody and start your brand new life. That's at 8 in the morning. By 11 o'clock at night, you're moving to New York for the next 12 years of your life. Can you imagine what that turnaround feels like? On a family level, and it's one of the reasons this is of such concern, 
because the Giants going forward are now going to be that team that did that to that person. Right. And other players around the league who don't look at this the way you and I do, oh, $350 million, gee, poor you, they, they're living their lives, and they've got a family, and, and, and wouldn't you, if you were Carlos's wife, weren't you looking at schools? You were looking at neighborhoods? You were, all the research? You were doing all the stuff, and by that night, you're moving to the Big Apple for the rest of your kids' lives. And your dogs and your planning and your... That's why this is such malpractice. Yeah. You don't do people like this. Right. And players care about stuff like that. Oh whether gosh, whether you do. Whether you, the fan, cares, like, that's your prerogative. Like, I'm not going to judge you if you care or you don't. Like, that's that's your thing. But other players will absolutely take that into account. Like, that's absolutely a thing. That's why the, the 49ers operating the way the 49ers operate. They're like a player-friendly organization. Like, they take care of their players. They do their best to try. Like, they're still paying Jason Verrett, and they're trying to get him in the yep. building and get him right because he wants to play. Like, they, they do right by their players, and people want to go play for them. That's not the case with the Giants right Not now. right now. It used to be. It was actually even recently, even in the Farhan era, you never like you will still find players to be like, yeah, man, that's like a good place to play. Kevin Gosman said it recently. Gosman has suggested to other players like, yeah, man, that's it's it's a good spot. You know, they do right by you, they take care of you. Obviously, as a pitcher, great ballpark. Kevin Gosman always had good things to say, and he stuck around for a while. Had to do it on qualifying offers because the Giants would never sign him long term, and I get it. You don't want to do the long-term $100-plus-million-dollar deal for a pitcher, same way they just did with, with Carlos Rodon. But this is such a game-changer. It's such a game-changer because the underbelly of this whole experience, whether you were for Farhan or against Farhan, the underbelly of this whole thing is that we have been waiting to know who ownership actually is, and we didn't. We didn't know. We did not know. It was would, it was all kinds of questions. Would they spend? You know, how do they treat people? I got intel last year that that employees at all levels of the San Francisco Giants were having morale issues. It and just it, wasn't a great place to work, and and that's a trickle down effect. And so you start to have questions like, okay, who's setting the tone? Who's running things? Are you taking care of people? Are the paychecks showing up on time? Are you are you are you doing a Christmas party? Are you getting holiday bonuses? Do people feel seen and heard and valued at work? And there were questions there. And then this. And so right now that leads me to everything I've said for the last two days, which is um I'm I'm more terrified about the future than I am about the present. Because right now it feels like the Giants ownership is one of those ownerships. Yeah. And I've never had that feeling before with this team. Especially when it was supposed to be the opposite. It was all we heard about was, oh, they're going to spend all this money, and then it appears they are not ready to spend money. And if you're not doing that, then then what are you doing? What the hell are you doing? Yeah, then what are you doing? Um, all right, great stuff again, uh, Kyle. And uh, here comes Guru and J.D., 
Hello, gentlemen. No blue on today, just for you, Willard. I appreciate I, that. that. I appreciate that. Give me a damn day off, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. All right. <laughs> when you ask me, I just give you a day. And I like the coat you brought in too. You look good. Look, I like you. Look good. Yeah, is Willard disapproved. And then look at this guy, JD, over here with the brightest Wilkins, the brightest green I've ever seen in my entire life. The Sonics, the Kevin Durant Seattle Supersonics throwback T-shirt. It's incredible. I'm into it. Yeah, digging it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of defunct. Teams, so um, franchises. So Seattle I've got, I've got, I've got a Houston Oilers. I've got a Hartford Whalers. Are you going to wear a Giants shirt tomorrow? <laughs> I was going to make that joke, but it's better <laughs> that you did Kyle's on board with his hat today. Yeah, I am. Defunct, yeah. defunct franchises. Yeah. Defunct. Yeah. yeah, don't fake defunct. Uh, <laughs> That's a four. Yeah. Don't, don't see you doing that now. I uh, what's put going you, on, boys? Uh, I kind of put you in JD. This is a compliment, Kyle. Too. You guys are pretty reserved. Like, you don't go overboard. But when you go overboard, boy, something that went down. And the bomb that detonated here in San Francisco. You guys, like, I say stuff to JD, he'll be like, ah, goo. <laughs> he'll know it's me, but he like, I ain't there. I'm saying some stuff this morning. He's like, I can accept that. <laughs> and I'm hearing you on the air with Kyle. Like, I ha- I've known you, what, almost two years, mm-hmm. year and a half? Will or this one hurt you? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it should have. It no, should hurt all Giants fans. I'm, I'm embarrassed. Right. Well, what started the conversation w- with us was, I, I, I think I said to Goo, I said, <laughs> look, I don't know that this situation with the Giants is really Farhan Zaidi's fault, but if in the next year it was like, yeah, Farhan's, yeah, he's fired. Like, it just, yeah. like, that, well, from and, what and, and, from what we know, but, he's also entering the last year of a contract. Yeah, like so it, throw that in there just for anybody yeah. who you know, like everybody, you know, that, if if that has not been extended, I don't know. But if it has not been extended, and this is the vibe for the year, then I, I'd be. I'd be hard-pressed for the ownership to be like, we've signed him to a four-year extension and do that press conference. And typically when things like this happen, especially if it's ownership's fault, although I I don't think Farhan should be completely without fault in this deal. Agreed. But a lot of times if it's bad ownership we're talking about, you need a fall guy. And the fall guy, if... Not going to fire the owners, although maybe they are going to fire the owners. I, I, I know mean, the Giants are in a unique situation. With, yeah, with that, I don't know but, who the owner is. I never see him. The, who oh, would yeah. the fall guy be at that point? It would probably be Lee Majors for sure. We, we we've all we we Guru JD and myself have a lot of experience in Sacramento. We saw that with the Kings for years. It was ownership was the problem there, and it was GM, head coach. There was always a different fall guy, and in this situation, it looks like the Giants are kind of going down that same route. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.